you are listening on the podcast, this is episode 28. Um, so let's just go ahead into our topic today. Again, my name is Latasha Martin. Okay, so today's topic is called, why do I do that? Why do I do that, dot, 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 I didn't do it before. So I know there is an old adage or an old saying that said, birds of a feather flock together. But today I wanna switch that just a little bit. And so um, I wanna talk about the importance of why we need to diversify who we spend time with. And so yesterday I had a conversation with my business coach and just to put in context, who my business coach is. My business coach is 74 years old. He is a wise person who has a ton of experience, but so many different perspectives than I do. And one of the things that I enjoyed and appreciated when we went through an intensive for about a year where he was coaching me on some specific areas of my life and my business, um, I appreciated that he was a believer who understood and believed the Bible as a source in addition to the coaching tools and things that he would work with me on. So yesterday we were having a conversation about just what's going on in the world. We were catching up, kind of doing a maintenance mode coaching session and just catching up on some things. And it was interesting because our perspectives were so different on different situations. And then after that call, I was just in such a place of gratitude because I said, this is why we need to switch up our circles and not that we need to change our long-standing relationships and friendships, but we do need to introduce ourselves to different people because they help us to have different, different perspectives on things as well as show us stuff in ourselves that we didn't know had evolved to a different place. So Latasha, what does that mean? Well, what that means is, I don't know about you, but if you hang out with some people that are like a new group, and let's just say for some reason, you're put into a situation where you have to spend a great deal of time with that person, whether it's on a project or if it's on um, a ministry or it might be a new venture, it could be anything that you wind up saying, okay, I'm going to be spending a certain amount of time with these people. What happens is, is that as you spend time with each other, you start to pick up each other's habits. So it could be sayings, it could be cliches, it could be little jokes that are between the two of you. It could be mannerisms that you pick up from one another. And then what will happen is, is if you continue to spend time with that same group and you don't diversify, some of those habits become a part of who you are and how you show up in the world. Good morning. And so what does that look like? I know that I used to work with this one particular person and we were on, we worked together for, I want to say like three or four years. And there were so many things that even now, years later, I could text her a statement and we'll giggle together because it'll remind us of a time when we were going through some stuff together. Same thing with your coming and going in your long-term relationships. Good morning, Adeline. In your long-term relationships, you can find that you'll pick up mannerisms from one another that could be good things or bad things. They could be good things or bad things. Now, let me expand this out just a little bit more. So now those are the people that you might spend time with day to day. Then there's other mannerisms that you might pick up that are stereotypes associated with either your race, your ethnic ethnicity, a region that you're from. 
it, again, good or bad, you know, you can have these behaviors if you're not aware of them that you pick up against stuff from different people. And so today the foundation scripture comes out of Proverbs 22, 24 through 25. First, I'm going to read it in the NIV translation, and then I'm going to read it out of the King James version. So Proverbs 22, 24 through 25 in the NIV translation says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself in, ensnared. That's what it says there. In the King James Version, it says, make no friendships with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare, snare to, to thy soul. Now, this does not mean that you can't have all types of friends. That's not what it means at all. It also does not mean that however you translate anger is what you see in somebody else. So again, there's another passage just says, be slow to anger and quick to listen, right? But as you're thinking about the relationships that you're spending a lot of time with, because like, for example, recently, I was just saying to my mom yesterday, and I was like, mom, I'm finding myself maybe not always using the best words in situations, or as I'm reflecting on relationships that I have, you know, I find myself either getting frustrated or excited. And, and I don't like that because in my mind, I have relationships and friendships to help me and to help them be better in our walk, whether it's with God or just our walk in life. And so I was thinking about yesterday during the career chats when the guest, his name was Bob Rocco, was talking about, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You always want to learn. You want to be coachable. And then I reflected on the conversation with my business coach, whom I will say now has transitioned from not just being my business coach, but I would say he's like a spiritual mentor and a friend. And, and I'm thankful that I intentionally put myself in circles with people outside of the speed people that I speak to the most, because I also know that you don't want to be with people that, again, you begin to pick up their habits, whether they're good or bad. But you also want to be with people who stretch and pull and push you to next levels of things that you say you desire for yourself and they can call you on your stuff. So why is that important that we have people around us that are different from us? Because when you have people that are around you, even if this is an important piece, even if when you first met, you seem so different. And now the more time you spend together, you find that there's more things that you're becoming similar to each other. So now you might not be calling each other on your stuff as much as you did in the beginning because you become more of the same than different. What I think are the best relationships is that you, you can have those conversations where you're not always walking away in agreement, but it does give you some stuff to think about. Why is it important to have people around you that you can do that with? Because if you go into other areas of Proverbs, Proverbs 11:14 says, where there's no guidance of the where there's no guidance, the people fail. But in abundance of counselors, there's victory meaning that that is why companies hire consultants. They hire consultants because they recognize that if they just have conversations with people who are in their business, they're so far in the business 
they can't look outside of the business to see the blind sides, to, to see the to see yeah, they see the blind spots or to see things that might not be lining up for the direction that you desire to go. That's why it's important again that you really monitor who do I spend the most of my time with. And if I'm not succeeding and they're not succeeding, it could be because now we have become ensnared in one another and we're co-signing on each other's crazy instead of having really courageous conversations about truth based on what's best versus I don't want to hurt your feelings or I don't want the ruffle feathers. One of the, I love having conversations with people who are honest and, you know, and they just give it to me how they feel. And even if I see something different, and they see something different and we agree to disagree, but it's important to have conversations with people who are different than you. If you reflect on your conversations for the day and day after day and week after week, and there's never a time that you walk away from conversations feeling a little uncomfortable and not uncomfortable in a bad way, but in a, uncomfortable in a way of development, then I would challenge that you're not really having conversations with people who can help you be better. Who can help you be better? It means you're probably in circles with people of comfort and not discomfort that, again, push you to be better. There's another verse in Proverbs that says, Proverbs 12, 15, because what some people will say, and I've done this before, and I really do have to work hard at changing this because I do enjoy being by myself. But it's, it's, not, it's not good to be by yourself and to have these plans in your mind, even if you're having conversations with God, because if you're having conversations with God and you're not including wise counsel, what will happen is what says in Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there's no guidance. No, I'm sorry. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Meaning that if you think you have an amazing idea, even if you're hearing it from God, maybe you're so consumed with being convicted on the path that you want to go. The only counsel that you're seeking out is people that agree with your perspective and your opinion. You need somebody to challenge that stuff. Challenge how you're thinking about things. Challenging how you're going about stuff. Now, some things are absolute. And you know God might say, okay, this is the vision for your life. But how you make it to the vision, teamwork really does make the dream work. I know that sounds crazy, but it does. And teamwork does not always mean agreeable. Teamwork means people who come in with different perspectives, different thoughts. I know in the corporate space, I will have conversations and people will sometimes get frustrated and I'll let them talk out their frustrations on why they think, oh, I hate that companies have quotas. I hate that affirmative action. Everyone has equal opportunities. Everyone. No, 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 no. We need to flip that thought. And so when you have an opportunity to influence, when something needs to be diversified, it's not because of the sake of just doing it which by the way, I'm not going on a whole diversity and inclusion or affirmative action laws. The purpose of some of those things with companies and with businesses is the fact that, you know, when you look at companies back when they didn't have things such as panel interviews and they didn't have multiple people interviewing people and it was one person doing the interviewing, people connect with people that they're alike. 
So if your thoughts are alike and your, your beliefs are alike and you grew up alike, that's not a good practice for a business because when you hire a whole bunch of people like you, you miss out on customers, you miss out on developing an organization. Oh my gosh. Um, you miss out on a lot of things because it's a bunch of people who all think the same. And so if you really want to have an organization that's good, whether it's in ministry or in business, you want to diversify that so that you can see different perspectives. And again, that's one of the reasons why you want to have wise counsel and you want to have people who are different than you. I'll give you an example from my conversation with my business coach yesterday. It was so interesting. Um, he was giving me an example of how, you know, when his girls or his women, daughters now, his daughters were little, they would cross the border into Canada. And in my head, I'm already making up a story. Anybody ever did this? Like someone's telling you something and you're like assuming because you know them, you know where they're going to go with the story. So he was telling me how, you know, we were having this conversation about, again, the climate today and respecting authority and all of that. And he was saying when his daughters, when he was teaching them about going across the border and respecting authorities, this is the stuff that you need to do. Then when they would go into Toronto, because they grew up in a smaller town, when they would go into the big city of Toronto, again, you need to be aware of respecting authority. Now in my head, <laughs> because I hadn't talked to my business coach in a while. And clearly I've been talking to a lot of people who think maybe just in different perspectives because our kids are different ages. I was like, that was interesting. And I'm thinking, is that it? Like, is that the only lesson that you taught your daughters is respect authority? Because as a mom and as a person who's aware of being on borders, what also popped into my brain was, did, did you not tell them the, 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 the danger of staying connected to mom and dad because of sex trafficking and, and kids being snatched? Like that wasn't a part of the conversation. And he was like, no, I didn't even think of that. And so why am I sharing that example? I'm sharing that example because it wasn't in frustration. We were just having a conversation on, you know, perspective with kids and what it looked like years ago versus what it looks like now that we have information all around us and realizing that situations and circumstances of, you know, trafficking and abductions, like those have always been around but they weren't front of mind as much as they were then because we have so much information in front of us. It could almost have us in analysis paralysis. Like we feel like we need to go live in a little bubble. I don't know about you, but I was telling my mom that yesterday. I was like, man, if I had millions of dollars, I would be out on a boat in the ocean just to get away from it all for a little while. But I love having conversations with people who are different in that wise counsel because again, it, it helps you to bubble up things on, wow, you know, people just think about things that are different. And let's just say that you go have a conversation with someone from a couple of years ago and some of your circles have changed and you've picked up some different mannerisms, right? And if you've picked up these different mannerisms and you go around people who knew you from a year ago, they're like, why do you say that word? And you might be like, hmm, I don't know why I say that word. But then as you start to think about the circles that you're with, you can be like, oh, ah, now I know. Because when I'm always with this group right here, we say that word and that word becomes okay. And it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's good or bad. It's good or bad. 
But again, the purpose for today is asking yourself, challenging yourself, if you're having conversations of comfort more than conversations of conflict. And conflict to me is not a bad thing. It's just a difference of opinion. And if you find yourself being more frustrated than you were before, or agitated with things that didn't bother you before, perhaps it's because of our foundation scripture, Proverbs 22, 24 through 25, which says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Ensnared. Why do I keep saying ensnared? Ensnared. So, so pay attention to some stuff, you know, maybe you need to begin journaling. Maybe you need to start recording some of your conversations and, and listening back to them and saying, you know what, like nobody's challenging my mind lately. I need to connect with some new people and have some new conversations. Let me look at the circle of people around me. Did everybody grow up the same way? Do we all have the same education? Do we all have the same belief system? I was even saying to the person when I was talking to someone yesterday, I think it was, I don't know if it was my business coach or my mom, one of the things I intentionally do on social media is sometimes I'll search out things that I'm not interested in or I have a totally different belief in. So it messes up the algorithm because what will happen on social media, social media is it watches your behavior and it feeds you more of the stuff that it seems like you're interested in because the goal is to hook you in. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. Have you ever been on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and you find yourself spiraling in a cycle like you've been on there for way too long? It's because the algorithms knows what you like and it feeds you more of that. So to disrupt that, you need to start looking at some different topics. You need to look at some different stuff so that it can it can change it up. Even if you think about maybe you're like, oh, I don't really do social media, but but I read the newspaper. Well, I would challenge you. If you read the local news, you should read some national publications. You should read some publications from other areas. That's the beauty of the internet. You can look at that stuff. If you watch TV because you don't read, maybe you need to say, okay, I'm not just going to watch this news cycle. I'm going to watch this news cycle, even though I don't agree with that news cycle, just to get a different perspective really important guys it's really important if you want to be the best version of who god created you to be know that god created everybody everybody and the best way that you can learn the ways of jesus to be able to flex and adapt and to show the love of christ and to draw more people to him is you need to be able to be comfortable being uncomfortable in conversations you need to start challenging some of your own beliefs on why do you believe this and why do you believe that? Why do you say this? Why do you say that? And then sometimes in those conversations, the best thing you can do using harsh language now is shut up and just listen and say, wow, that's interesting. Say more about that when someone's different than you. You don't always have to offer up your perspective or opinion. That's something I'm learning. If I really want to evolve and stretch and say I have a desire to go here and I'm always doing this or I've started to transition to something that I'm not liking anymore, got to ask myself, why do you do that, Latasha? Oh, now I know why I do that because I've been having too many conversations or reading too much of this or reading too much of that. I need to diversify my thoughts, 
diversify my exposure so that I'm open to more. Hope this word encourages you today. I really hope that it does. I hope it helps you to challenge how you've been navigating through life. I see there's a lot of comments over here. Thank you so much for people capturing the information. Um, and so th that's, that's, that's where God has me today is if you don't know why you're doing some things, look around. There's probably some influencers, even for those of us who think we're really strong in our convictions. There's probably some influencers that are influencing our lives more than we know in a good way or a bad way. Just be aware. Awareness is good. So until tomorrow, I just want to sign off by saying bye.